Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNL three eight four. It's WWE Extreme Rules twenty twenty one. But I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by Jaxie. How are you doing? Hey, how is everyone doing? Happy Extreme Rules. <laughs> well, like I said it's great to have you back on, and I know you know we might sometimes be told that you know the AEW we go in exactly the same agree with you know, maybe that's down to uh yeah i mean again i do think that i probably don't sound the like i'm the greatest fan of wwe but i assure you i'm a fan a fan of the wrestlers in wwe i'm just not a fan of the direction of the promotion that is the best way to describe it. But, I mean, there's, there's always love when it comes to these reviews. You know, we might sound like we're a bit fed up or anything like that. But it's it's more coming from a point of view where we're fed up of not seeing, you know, certain talented wrestlers have an opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, without that, we're going to get into this event. But up first, as we always do, we're going to catch up with Raw and SmackDown. Actually, this month, I mean, I have put you through it, Jax, I will admit some rules and smackdowns haven't been the best, but at least they're looking to turn the corner at the moment. Oh, well, I mean, I, I I like to think that we're 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 trying to we're seeing some new light coming to the to the promotion and things like that. You know, um, that it, it's definitely been a bit of a rough start um, to this year. But you know, we'll we'll never know. You never know how things are going to end up by the end of the year. That exactly, and we are always positive. So we're going to start 30th of August, which is Raw. We get a Priest US Open Challenge start the show, but a promo with Lash, the MVP, and RK Bro. With McIntyre, Sheamus, stop things. We get Drew, Sheamus, Priest for US title made, and MVP Bobby versus RK Bro for the main event. We see Ripley beating Basler. Looks like an oddball team with uh, Nikki and Ray Ripley. Jack's laid out both faces. Viking Raiders beat Veer and Mahal. Least of one there. The triple threat next was an absolute banger. Seriously, uh, the best match of Raw in years. And in my opinion, it was McIntyre making uh, Priest in that one. Fantastic triple threat. Did you get to see any of the highlights of that? Or indeed? I, I did. I, I did get to see um, that match. And it was incredible. It was so good. I thought all three men did brilliantly in it. And um, it was it just brought back the excitement again. And even the result, you know, Priest getting the victory, even though I love Mac, and still good to see the kind of mm. youngest. And in a great hard-hitting match, um, we get no match yeah. with dude across murdered Crillo. And now for something interesting, we get the Charlotte shoot. Uh, it looks like Charlotte Flair was notably pissed for a botch slam by Nia Jax and taking a moment to compose self responded by repeatedly slapping Jax in the face and throwing her to a mat. And then you see Jax just going, no, I'm not having and just start punching her back. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, <laughs> I can, when I was watching that, I heard you popping. You know what I mean? I heard that roar. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> But, I mean, like to be honest, I'm I'm not the hugest Charlotte Flair fan, but I really love those slaps. <laughs> she wasn't backing down, and you're thinking of a wrestler. No, you go, oh, and Nia's going. Do you know who my cousin is? Like, I'm not. <laughs> and just like, I'm not bang. backing down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, they managed to even if a referee was. Going, um, we see Jack's pick, and fans were ch- work. Sh- um, I must killed Morrison. Yeah, I uh, call, call, call sorry. it that. <laughs> I was about to say, and the no, other thing, I would say John Morrison, moving on to him getting killed by Omos, mm. and we, we you know, I'm, <laughs> for me, I had hope about his babyface run. <laughs> you know? I mean, 
uh, th- there was a certain level of excitement for John Morrison before we found out who his opponent was going to be. And then I just said right there and then, rip John Morrison. I love you, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is a shame. We see to AJ Styles. And then the main event tonight was a Raw Tag Team Championship match between Hurt Business and RK Bro. We see Styles and Lomas with the commentary table. Riddle prevent Lomas from interfering and hit everything with a floating bro for the win. Uh, this was fun stuff. And I tell you something, the fans were definitely into it. RK Bro, I might <laughs> think Matt Riddle's a moron, but they do something with the crowd that can. Definitely. I mean, it, it was a much uh, louder crowd than we've actually seen, sort of. Um on Raw as of late. And the kind of thing about it as well as AEW and if it's going on, the way mental the crowd is, it's nice to actually see WWE fans kind of going, yeah, we got this. You know, you might have all yeah. that, but, you know, we can get into this. Uh, so Raw wasn't too <laughs> bad. And uh, we move on to SmackDown, the 3rd of September. The show promo about this, the ones interrupted, which led to a match queue. But I'm going to say this a lot on this. I do think that I, no other athlete... Mm can hit the air like he can. I mean, I just don't know where he gets that momentum because when he goes up into the air, it's like he's going, he's jumping up into the rafters. Honestly, if he said his, like, his uncle was a kangaroo, it'd make more sense because that kind of, like I said, the leaping ability to just get that high and kind of stay is, is amazing. But we see backstage Roman Reigns sent Paul Heyman to fetch his cousin. Got left the locker room, he encountered Caleb Braxton. Interrupted by his brock and a theme song ringtone. He really should change that. <laughs> from there, he encountered a laughing place, subtly reminded of in the bank. The interactions between Caleb Braxton and Paul Heyman is a highlight of SmackDown. I never thought to say that. Do you know what? I said the exact same thing, and we can touch more uh, on, on this discussion of Caleb and Paul when it gets to even extreme roles, but I was just watching, you know, their parts and the way she sort of creeps up on him and he just <laughs> jumps out of the skin constantly. I, I just really am loving this. I said to my sister, you know, are we getting a little bit of a sort of, you know, um, how we've got like uh, Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker kind mm. of being the closest of friends and things like that. And even though I don't think that WWE are copying them with this potential idea and this could be something that really is just stemming from Paul and Kayla's interaction one another i'm really enjoying it and i'm enjoying a, a chance at getting to see the commentators have a bit more personality and being able to you know go and just maybe have their own little segments um backstage yeah it's really really good stuff and it's just it's nice and you don't get a lot of just kind of you got a smile on the face while you watch it as well we see smackdown mm. women's champion becky lynch make her way to the ring to address the events found her return to WWE, including her appearance and the lack of you deserve it chance that comes to cut on a fairly disingenuous promo Bianca Belair made a way to do so EST catchphrase and explain what it means for Lynch for challenging her to a match for the title a match she earned by way of victory at last week's show Lynch denied her leaving to fans uh, to boo um, so it looks obviously as we get along with this set in stone I mean you were disgusted at SummerSlam with what happened yeah. <laughs> but I mean is it, it's never it, it, I mean, that is the best way to describe how I felt at SummerSlam. But I mean, it is inevitable that they, the, their decision to bring Becky back at SummerSlam and take that title from Bianca, they were solidifying the fact that she was going to be turning heel because there, there isn't no way that anyone, you know, even being a Becky Lynch fan, and I am a Becky Lynch fan, there isn't any way that anyone's going to be very satisfied with the lack thereof. 
match that we got at SummerSlam. So, of course, her coming back and then flaunting that she got this belt after 26 seconds, when she didn't really do much wrestling in the ring, she just did one move and then that was it. Well, like, you know, peace out. Um, this is probably why she's getting all these sort of uh, le- lesser of chants um, rather than you deserve it chants, because she didn't really deserve it. <laughs> she didn't no. even, she wasn't even <laughs> supposed to be at the match, so... All right, all right, we're going to uh, move on. Uh, we've got Boogs quickly finishing the show off with a pump handle slam, dubbed the Boogs Cruise. Um, backstage, Sonia Deville and Adam will defend her title against Belair. Contract signing next week at Madison Square Garden. We see Rollins versus Cesaro ending DQ. Uh, Rollins blasting a steel chair for the, the disqualification. And he frustrated and desperate unloaded on him. He broke off a piece of chair like Edge and applied a crossface with it. He said, Where are you? He demands to know before dinner was stomped to put an extra. Or Flurry Fall, he attempted a concerto, but Edge then did hit the ring, making the save and chasing Rollins off. Um, I mean, what, what were your thoughts on this first and I mean, I, I didn't really understand why this match was happening, if I'm truly honest. Um, the sort of like a whole uh, thing between Cesaro and, and Seth Rollins had sort of died down. And, and we all know that there is still sort of like remnants of what was going on between Seth and Edge. Um, it was just a little bit confusing, I would say, uh, to all of a sudden then see him back in the ring with Cesaro. Well, I think Seth's doing some of his best work at this moment. I'm not going we'll touch on that in a little bit, but... Like Cesaro has fallen out of faith. Just think WrestleMania was the kind of start, yeah. we thought, the start of something. And in actual fact, it was the start of this Seth Rollins kind of great heel run now. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And don't get me wrong, Seth, Seth has been doing a great job. I really enjoy um, his heel work. I think he's just got a natural talent for it. Um, I just didn't really understand why there was need to put him in a match against Cesaro at this point when you know that feud is sort of already come and gone Cesaro got that big win and now you just kind of buried him again I, I was just very confused yeah and we see Logan Paul and Happy Corbin attack the host of the Kevin Owens show and then we see Dom versus Zayn this uh, Rain is escaping distraction though caused Dominic's um own downfall led to a Luva kick by Zayn for the win Backstage, so the SmackDown, Naomi interrupted one about her match for this week, brushed away in the main event of Finn Balor, home race for the Universal title. We see the use even before the rail rang, bell rang, but deep into the match, Balor hit the coup de grace, um, but only a, oh, it was a great near fall. But during the kick out, Reigns delivered a low blow, pounds away at the challenge, he applied a guillotine, defeated Balor by referee stoppage. Um, and then as Reigns was walking away, be heard. The demon, we know all that Matt means. But what do you think of uh, Balor versus Reigns? I mean, I, I, I wasn't overly impressed. And I think I also just kind of, I think the ending obviously was a little bit disheartening because we do see this kind of thing um, happen with WWE quite a lot where it's just always an inconclusive finish. Um, obviously, if when we're talking more into the, the pay-per-view that we've got coming up, um, I think, you know, this pays off. But at the same time, it's just disappointing because Finn Balor is such a good wrestler. Um, and I think that overall the match could have been better. It was kind of weird because at this point you go, well, to beat Finn Balor, there's only kind of one direction to kind of go to. And of course, like we said with the Demon, we'll talk about kind of what we think about Demon character, but we'll carry on now. I think, Six yeah, is... I think, I think with, the, with the fact that they were kind of like anticipating having this match, but then they'd already announced sort of... Um, 
crown jewel. I think that's where like it, it kind of then kind of creates confusion because no one really is going to believe whether or not there's going to be a title change before like the next pay-per-view announcement of a title match. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, and I think the overall arc of this paper you talk about is the kind of the same thing. Like, there was no jeopardy, you know, maybe apart from one match, but like I said, that's kind of <laughs> later on. But I know exactly. 6th of September, Raw, yeah. we had tag team turmoil to start after the Viking competitive fair. Firma Hall were next. Um, looked like there was a lot of empty seats as well, and Arco Bro were watching for rings. So obviously, Lucha House Party arrived. They soon departed, well, especially with Grand Metallic. Uh, Mason T-Bar was sore losers attacking a New Day after being eliminated. Ali tried to help Mansoor, came to help New Day, but were wiped out in a match with schedule for later. We had Seamus McIntyre next. Seamus won with a roll-up after another great match. I mean, these two, I could watch these fight all day because they just lay it in, didn't They've got absolute chemistry and you can just really tell right from the minute the bell rings, you know. So there's always an, a level of entertainment when you know that you're going to be w- watching McIntyre versus Shane. Uh, so we get the new old ball team, Nikki and Ripley, defeating the tag champions who haven't actually won since getting the titles. And then after a tense episode of Moist TV, John Morrison and Cameron Cross met for a single match. Cross took control immediately. Johnny Drip Drip made it to the bottom rope to sprayed Cross with a drip stick. But it just called the former exemption to come in a rage. Threw Morrison over the ring post and floor in a vicious spot and finished off with a cross jacket. Um, who hates Morrison and who hates Cross? And who who came up with this spot in the match and thought it would be a good idea? Um, it's so difficult because I loved carrying Cross on NXT. It's so difficult seeing him in the state right now. And then also you get this. You know, we, I think a lot of fans have been itching to have a singles run for John Morrison. Like, in when you're talking about it, John Morrison versus Karrion Cross could be one of the biggest um, matches that WWE had. But unfortunately, it just went the complete opposite way for me. It was just, I just, it was, I defend. It was just I defend WWE because sometimes I think like, well, everybody knows devils. There sometimes no, this really. Uh, the women's title on the and line next. Just also, I can, I can, I can't even defend it. You know. <laughs> um, like I said, women's title next. Baz said, "No, I will choke," and it cost her in the end against Charlotte because we get another do hair pull slaps type of thing, and Charlotte beating Nia at uh, Nia. Sorry, Bliss had a face off afterwards. We then see Reginald beat Tazara, or good old Reg as he is, but Drake Maverick is back, so that's good. Dewdrop cut a strong promo, and then New Day came out to continue the turmoil. Mansour and Ali couldn't stop Kofi and Woods, but Omos and AJ did. And the reaction for Bobby versus Omos shows the old ways still work. And I know a lot of people don't like saying this, whoever it is, but there's there's something about a guy who's 7-3 going up a guy who's built like a like this brick shit out that builds excitement and the crowd <laughs> on their feet oh definitely i mean um, another perfect example i probably could compare it to would be like when you know lance archer is versus miro where you've got someone who's just ridiculously tall and then you've got someone who's really stocky and really strong it was just overall like a, one of those dream matches you just want you're excited to kind of get into no, without a doubt. Uh, but we see Bobby pinning AJ in that, but took a choke sound for Omos and an RKO afterwards. And then a SmackDown, September 10th. And this was a 
big, big episode of SmackDown. There's a stirring tribute to America on the eve of September 11th. And then we see Roman Reigns and the Usos arrive. Reigns said he runs New York City and thus run, runs MSG. It in which New York surprisingly did with chance of Roman before Brock Lesnar's music played and the Beast Incarnate made his first appearance since SummerSlam. Uh, before we move on with the segment, how over was Roman Reigns in New York City? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually wasn't expecting it, to be honest. I don't think that level. Yeah, I don't think Roman was. I don't think he's ever yeah. heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you he came out feeling really good about himself, though. Yes, had... people love me. Yay! Yes, yeah, Green is like acknowledge me. Yeah, like... they acknowledged me. <laughs> well, we see Lesnar come face face with Reigns before cutting Paul Heyman off. He said, "I got a question for you. Why didn't you tell Roman I was going to be at Summers?" And good Reigns left, leaving Heyman on client. The advocate fired off for Lesnar for the beast backed into the ropes. Before Roman Reigns fires, you accept my challenge. Heyman hesitates to grant Lesnar a title match. Champion hoists him his shoulders for an F5. Reigns rocked Lesnar with a Superman punch, but Rock caught him mid-flight. The Uso tried to make the save, but Lesnar flattered him. And the most dominant competitor in WWE history stood tall to close out the segment. And to say the crowd were hot were, would be an understatement. What a great... I mean, I, I think, I think a... you could say that was an understatement from anyone that was watching even from their TV screen, because I must admit, I was even, you know, very hyped after watching all that part. And I don't usually get hyped when it comes to Brock Lesnar. But, yeah, this was quite exciting. Well, the thing is, it was a had holy shit chance. You had you fucked up chance. It's just like AEW. Roman played this perfectly. Brock looked great. Loved this. Is this the best segment we've seen in WWE this year? Because it's up there with just, like I said, it potentially see the match that we've seen six times. Yeah, it, I mean, it potentially could. And, I mean, to be honest, Brock, this is a whole new Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. Like, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, he wasn't ready when he got the call back. Um, so that's why he looked the way he does. I think he looks like a Viking and I think he looks dominant as hell still. So, you know, I don't think he needs to change his look at all. Maybe get rid of the plaid shirt, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, um, you know, I, I like different, uh, different, you know, it's like mm-hmm. uh, when the rest of the change that up, I, I think that's cool, you know, because it was having the same yeah. old, same old. And I think especially like Brock Lesnar, who's had the same look now for, you know, like I said, since he's been back in yeah. WWE, like, you know, decade. It's good to see him, yeah. you know, say, look, I'm growing my hair. You know, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> we see Sami Zayn and special guest, Atlanta Hawks, uh, Trey Young to a course of booze from New York. Then Big E, Boogs, Nakamura, and Rude and Zayn. And after the match, Big E told Caleb Brax, Stuart fans may see him again later tonight and maybe Monday night. Um, as for the match itself, W can do fun multi And then Bianca Belair made her way to the ring, ready to sign a contract for Extreme Rules match against Becky Lynch. She did just that. It was marched in a coat. That was uh, Elmer. Uh, Lynch big-time Belair and even asked what happened to the contract. When the fans booed, the man took exception. Ryan, the fans, they chanted, we want Becky while she was at home. She left her baby girl for them, and she said before, reluctantly signed on the dotted line. The man ducked out the ring and raised the title high in the air while Belair and Faye stared her down from the squared circle. So the question is, Lyncher Hill, you damn right. What were your thoughts on this? You got, I was about to say, the first thing that you got right was she looked like Elmo. That that <laughs> coat was very Elmo. Uh-huh. Um, 
but it, <laughs> it definitely just solidified exactly what I was saying where yeah the only way that she could really come back and do what she did at SummerSlam was in to be turning into a heel but I thought she played it quite well in terms of you know how she played the audience how she was talking with them you know uh, any any person could actually turn around and be like um you were all shouting my name like not even a month ago and then I come back and I take the title back and now you're not so I can understand from her point of view, even though I'm probably one of the ones doing her. <laughs> but that is just being purely for my Bianca Belair, you know, love. Oh, no, without a doubt. But Belair, you know, should grow as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you talk about with Hill, yeah. as Michael Hayes, Hill uh, has such mm-hmm. a dark side. And also about Becky, I don't know if she meant it, but she had half and half of the original Becky, the other half of them. She was going through some transformation as well. Um and then perhaps oh, you know what I noticed that as well, but that's a that's a good that's a good thing to point out. Like, is this a, a was this a transition to her becoming heel? Uh, so. Well, perhaps for the <laughs> final time in his legendary career, Edge to Madison Square Garden for a rematch. Seth for a good while. No, that's not a bad thing. See Edge trapping Rollins in a crossface. The same movements made it to the ropes and they're setting the break. Rollins tried for the stomp, but Edge countered with a set of power bomb for two. The spear moment slightly netted the same result. And then a cheap low blow by Rollins in the corner was followed by a super kick. And then two more before exclaiming, why won't you die? And then the stomp followed and Rollins earned the win. Um, what were your thoughts on this? I thought this was excellently told. Yeah, it was just storytelling at its finest. And when you've got two veterans in the ring like Seth Rollins and Edge, you can't really say you're going to have a bad match at all. Um, I thought this was brilliant from both sides. Um, it told it did such good storytelling, um, and it just left the fans probably wanting more, more retribution for for Edge. <laughs> well, the way Edge played it, and and the thing that helps as well, obviously, is because we know so we who care for him mm. are actually naturally worried anyway. So to to see the the yeah. kicks and the way he sold it, and Rollins kind of being asked after good work. And the stretcher job telling us, right, Edge yeah. is going to be away for combat, for, uh, especially on like a SmackDown. I'm looking forward to that again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there, there, there's certain um, storylines that have really piqued my interest uh, when it comes to WWE. And this is one This is one of those ones that I'm happy to have the patience to wait for the likes of Edge to return just to see another retribution match between him and Seth Rollins. They both make such good TV and they are both talented in the ring. It's kind of hard to not want that. And the funny thing about it as well is that that next match they have should be a stipulation, whether it is, and would have been perfect for an Extreme Rules event. And that's, I don't yeah. know times. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. We've, we've got quite a few of those that I can actually point out to you in, 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 in um, the ones leading up to uh, Extreme Rules. So we'll definitely touch more on that. <laughs> Well, the SmackDown Tag Team titles were on the line in the night's main event as Usos, the Street Profits, see the champs holding momentum, Jay Sloan and Angelo Dawkins down with Superkick. Two more splash from dramatic Roman Reigns by the ringside. Jimmy missed another Uso splash of four, delivered a frog splash. Again, that man can fly, but Reigns broke up the pin, applying a guillotine to Ford's referee call for the bell. If you had Reigns grabbed a microphone, accepted Lesnar's challenge from early in the night, only for the arena Stark and, and the demon Finn Balor to arrive. The face painted all Rigo uh, came off the top and confronted Reigns as a show went off the air. What did you think of this? Because the and the reaction he got was... I thought the whole match itself was really great. 
the biggest disappointment was just uh, yet again another DQ finish but I'm really trying not to like focus too much on that because the wrestling itself in that match was really good um Street Profits and the Usos both prove why they are some of the best tag teams that they've got in that division um and then just kind of you know getting told about the demon at the end and getting to see a little bit about him that was exciting my issue is is that I feel like they should have left the demon being a surprise personally I think that it would have had a lot more hype surrounding it if they hadn't announced that it was going to be the demon that he was facing but that's just my personal opinion yeah, but I think the problem with WWE is and I felt maybe the demon came back like this is because you know I know they say don't look over at AEW but it's like most kind of over and fan favorite character to bring him back and get the reaction that mm. they have. They, because like I said, this show, the best show in ages, SmackDown flew by. Mm. I mean, I loved wrestling <laughs> when it was SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And I I, I also, I'm not disappointed, but that, I, I just think that, um, you know, if they weren't looking at the other promotions, there, there would have been just something very exciting to have been watching the pay-per-view itself. And then just hearing sort of like that demonic music playing and then everyone just lose their shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I, to- I totally understand, you know, when you've got um, a very highly competitive promotion that you're against now, you've got to kind of pull out all the stops. Um, but it, it just, it, it takes away all of those nice, beautiful, juicy little surprises that you could potentially have gone with, you know? Yeah, I think without a doubt. I think, and that's the problem sometimes, the story will suffer because they're kind of trying to get that boost straight away as opposed to waiting for the payoff. Uh, but we're, speaking of which, we move on to Raw September 13th. We see Biggie, then Orton, and Lashley all start the show with promos, hype in the main event, and Biggie saying that he will cash in. Uh, this was fun stuff. We see Bobby getting hit with another RKO. We get Charlotte versus Baz next. Uh, Jack's got the apron distracted. Baz Charlotte to hit a big boot for the pin. We see Alexa Bliss come out with a gift and a hand for the winner. Charlotte first refused it. But the crowd chant for Charlotte to open the box. And when she did, she found her own version named Charlie. And the crowd immediately started a Charlie chant. Charlotte and Bliss ended up fighting. And Bliss got the upper hand to win the exchange. Um, the fans chanting Charlie. Are they as much to blame as anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, ha- I didn't even wait or even think about that question. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think both women are very talented. We need to stop. We 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 needed we need to end this and obviously we'll talk more about Alexa Bliss's character coming up. Uh, but uh, I rolled my eyes so much at seeing kind of the the Charlie doll. I did it, think uh, I don't really I don't really have much to say about it. Do you know the only thought was that the the WWE Women's Title around the doll's waist would be pretty nifty to get, and you know what I mean. You got a Charlie, but you could put yeah. it elsewhere i mean again uh, that's just uh the viking raiders and drew mcintyre beat them a hall raiders didn't get any offense in it was a squash u.s title open challenge priest versus jeff uh good match but i still think jeff hardy's a bit off but i don't know me or what else but we'll obviously we get onto that in a bit of paper as well we see damien retaining them yeah. was attacked by sheamus uh, we get four women's matches um i'm just saying maybe take note on that 
We get Nicky Ash versus Tamina next. With Nicky hitting the Tornado DT for the pin, which looked like Tamina kicked out. Looked terrible. Uh, even the announcer said Nicky won by mistake. Ripley beat Nat after the match. Day, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Mace, Tiba, Omas and AJ. The Colossus dominated him. was trying to help, but he almost single-handedly dispatched everyone. Finished Ali off with a two-handed. Um, I tell you what with Omar. Yes, he's green as grass, but... There, you look at him and he's just money. We spoke about the face-off with Bobby earlier. If he can just get a small few things right, the opponent could do so much work. And- yeah, I think that right now they're just kind of very using him sparingly. And I don't know whether or not that's like slowing the momentum that could be with Omos. Um But he's definitely got something. He's got that star power, that star quality, that whenever he comes out, he kind of commands the attention of the audience and you can see that the audience are itching and waiting to see what he does next. I think without doubt. Up next, do drop to Eva Marie. Hope they can move on now. And in the main event, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Randy Alton. Lashley counted the RKO and hit his spear, but he couldn't get the pin. Alton avoided the hurt lock and hit the RKO, but MVP pulled Lashley towards the ropes. Alton went out and hit him with the RKO too. The Almighty nailed him with Spear to get the pin and retain the W Championship, but he was so pissed off he put Orton through the announce table after the match, but he appeared to hurt his knee, and that is when Biggie's music hit and he ran down the ref and a brief WWE normally cuts a commercial before the match. In return Biggie slapped the bell. We see Lashley tackle him and start unloading, but Biggie took out his Lashley counter spear, but Biggie thankfully kicked out the last set. He got to his feet, hit the big ending for the win. Yes. We have a new champion, your new WWE champion, Big E Langston for the old school. Langston ran down to celebrate with him, and the new day celebrated with a belt. I mean, this moment for me, I mean, I loved it, but I mean, what were your thoughts? So, so this was a real bittersweet moment for me, I think. I mean, it was great. I absolutely loved um, Big E cashing in. I've been wanting him to be champion for a while now, so it's so good to see him finally do it. I think they I think they went too soon with this. I honestly do. And don't get me wrong, I think Bobby Lashley and Big E are a very good like duo to be feuding. I think they both have some really great chemistry in the ring. They're both extremely talented. However, Bobby Lashley is on such a roll and he's been coming across like such a beast. I think it was just a bit of a shame to have already done this. But again, I feel like my opinion may be unpopular because people have been itching to see Big E with the title around his belt but then again like a lot of people have been itching to see had been originally itching to see Bobby Lashley with it and it's like you know Bobby was like doing stuff with it I I don't know I just probably would have held off for a couple more weeks um maybe have Big E uh cash in you know later on in the year like towards the end of the year but that's just my well the thing is with Bobby he's he's doing it Work, maybe the best work he's done and you know we'll talk about extreme aggression and intensity that he's got but I think for Big E yeah. and, and his moment as well like we said the New Day universally loved and you know we talk about history and I know WWE get a, got a lot of flack um, we've talked about history made of course at Wrestlemania with like we, we talked about uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks main event you made it all there as uh, about it of course the yeah. first 
black man beating another black man in the championship, which, as I said to him, I hope that's just, you know, the norm in years to come. And I don't want to say credit for WWE, but yeah. I think um, now more so than ever, if you look at the kind of roster and the talent, he's kind of top-tier talent. No question, it doesn't matter. For me, anyway, the kind of colour of his skin, because they're, you know, they're in time. Definitely. I 100% agree with you there. I know I shouldn't really talk about it, as a, but you know, for uh, I loved it overall. And like I said, Raw is starting to become entertaining again, and it's a new day actually safe in it as well. Like I, said, Bob, say, I feel like um, it's been, it's, been, it's definitely been the the storylines and the characters that are, have been on Raw as of late, or being given at least a, a lot more feature, has been definitely making the content a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I think without that, we're well, down. September 17th, we see Roman Reigns, Usos and Paul Heyman making their way to the ring. Uh, of course, we get a recap of last week's event. Reigns encouraged Heyman to show the fans how to properly acknowledge him. And the special counsel did just that, insisting the head of the table to the beast, nor deem Pretty cool. Uh, he said, Brock Lesnar fears Roman Reigns. I like Reigns. that. Yeah, I mean, Heyman is great for the sound bites, isn't he, as well, you know? For sure, he's definitely not Mr. Beat when it comes to, you know, his promo talk. And even when he's kind of, he's talking about Roman, oh, my tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and then he goes, Brock Lesnar. You know, he always can, my client. You just always yeah. go straight in. Yeah, I feel like he's just got sort of a different tempo for each client he he has. <laughs> yes, that's like so Mike. Uh, so anyway, we <laughs> see Biggie's music interrupting. Of course, W Champion, a thunderous ovation. Finn Balor followed, and we have a seize for the first match of the night. Uh, calls the Usos in a non-title bout versus Balor and Big E. The WWE Champion exploded into the bout, laying waste to his longtime foes. Moments later, he delivered a big ending, and Balor added a coup de grace en route to an impressive victory. Uh, it's a great way to start SmackDown, wasn't it? Definitely. I think that um, they're just really entertaining, and it was, it was really nice, actually, to see Finn Balor and Big E team up. It's a, it's a tag team that you wouldn't necessarily see, you know? Yeah, I think about that. It, it's, it's just, it's interesting to think, though, are they now number one contenders because they beat the championship in the championship challenge match? But I guess no one really pays attention to that, so I guess we're all right. I um, don't think we're <laughs> remember that, you know? <laughs> we get Boogs defeating That's the deep cuts. Uh, Boogs defeating Rude. And after the match, there's a guitar playing rock and roll of John Nakamura and Pat McAfee for celebration. Aziz attacked from out and I remember them. And they left them laying for promo. Uh, before Kevin Owens scheduled a match with Happy Corbin, the Hill attacked him, leaving him lying. The, natch, the match never occurred, but it's really interesting that he was on his way to the ring, gets attacked, and Michael Cole goes, yeah, this match is off. We'll give him a chance. You know, how do you know? How do you know? The match yeah, happened? how do you even know? You have yeah, it's like, it's not <laughs> exactly. Even got... I was like, "What did you have? Someone like an express messenger, like FedEx, come running down to you just to actually tell you it's off? It's off? <laughs> no, no, it's not happening." Um, backstage, <laughs> Kayla Braxton asked Paul Heyman about rumors swirling surrounding Brock Lesnar's potentially going to Raw in the draft. Biggie then popped up and got under the skin of the special counsel before the Uso appeared and wiped him out. And then we see Seth Rollins hitting the ring to address his actions from last week. 
Eagles left Edge needing medical attention. He blamed the fans for goading Edge into goading him. He recapped everything Edge put him through and how the fans reacted positively for all. He said he saw his eyes last week. For a moment, he felt sorry for him. And that feeling has been etched in his mind. He can't live like Edge. For my own sanity, I have to finish you one way or another. The challenge for one more match between them. This, well, this is Rollins at his best. I mean, definitely. There was a, a slight uh, confusion when he was like calling Edge out. Um, but then at the same time, I was like, do you know what? If Edge is just going to eventually come back and cash in on, on that, then yes, give it to me. Well, it's years like this that, you know, Seth having right now, that is going to make him one of the greatest, you know, because we'll look back, because only <laughs> Roman, um, but obviously, you know, isn't that the career <laughs> right now? Good Seth yeah. would be if it wasn't for Roman. Uh, but then we see Tony Storm, remember her, and Liv Morgan battling Carmella and Zena Vega in a tag match that was originally scheduled for last week's show, but ended up being shunted to this week. Um, and before anything get going, Morgan bumped Carmella off the apron, and uh, the, she smacks her face, turnbuckle, screamed in agony, and ran off. Morgan grabbed the mic and challenged to a match at Extreme Rules, and backstage Carmella accepted the challenge. Vega vowed that Morgan would have to go through her first. Um, July 23rd was Storm's debut. Uh, this was her second match on SmackDown. And, of course, it's September 7th. So <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think that they should have brought her up. I think they. I think that, that this this was just too presumptuous of them. And I'm a little bit disappointed because I felt like if Tony was going to come up to the main roster, then she would get, you know, pushed straight away. And we've hardly ever seen, we've hardly even seen her. I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, because sometimes they do stuff that makes you think you're going. They'll bring a wrestler up or they'll, they'll change, yeah. you know, turn the heel and then next Definitely. week they'll be you go, um, is it, I, I thought, or they'll announce a match and change it <laughs> on the next. Anyway, Naomi will get her match, speaking of which, and then we see Sami Zayn defeating Dom Mysterio again. And then the mayor and see all the favor kane made a special appearance as he welcomed bianca belair back home he made her way to the ring her parents seated in the front and vowed to win back the smackdown women's championship as she sang rocky top lynch interrupted mocking the song and backhandedly propping belair up when a handshake turned to physicality the man wriggled out the kod the manhandle slam leaving the st on the mat as lynch escaped up the ramp to close out the show um I mean, this was fun. What what were your thoughts on this first and foremost? <laughs> no, I think it was good. It was good build up to you know towards what what will eventually be their match. I just don't know if I necessarily would have invited my parents to come to an event where I'm just about to get my face smashed in. This why not have a stand? And I know you know the go home show had us at the paper, whatever happened. But in a home to say that AEW does so. Obviously, whoever's in the hometown, just have a moment. Taking Lynch out, held that title up. The reaction from any of it in the crowd would have been perfect because she's not going to win at the pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? So give her this moment. Yeah. So I just didn't understand why. I mean, you know, as much as I am a huge advocate for Bianca Belair and I would love for her to get the title back, realistically, I, I'm i not sure whether or not she could be doing it when Becky just got the title from her. So to not even give her that win in her, her hometown that or not even a win it was just like get, let her get over I, it was just questionable to me we'll move on to raw the go home show september 20th and a new wwe champion and a reunited new day kicked off the show hitting the ring to a massive pop biggie thanks the fans for his title win and shed lart and his late friend brody a chance brody 
Uh, like I said, that, that, that comment he made, the one up there as well, uh, brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And, and he mentioned the business they had with it, Bloodline it, it tonight. Actually gave me, it gave me goosebumps when he brought up uh, Brody. It was just a, it's such a beautiful moment. Um, one that I think a lot of fans appreciate. I think without that, and this is why Biggie's just so goddamn likable as well. You know, if I ever met him, I try and hug him, and I know that sounds that's just the I kind probably of, would. Well. Yeah, that's what I get off it. If I saw the new day, I'd jump on them like them on boys. I'd be like, yeah, and they'd be like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I definitely would be. I'd be shouting at Xavier Woods already being up, up, down, down, up, up, down, down. Let's go. It'd be awesome. But then we see Roman Reigns in the way to the ring. And like you said, versus and the action down at ring. So Bobby Lashley still seething after the championship last week. Attacked all distracted. Was open for a spear from Reigns, who added another victory to a long list of 21. But after the match, Lashley flattened the head of the table with a spear, leaving in line before adding one last spear. This time to Big E through the time. The almighty stood tall to close out the segment. Again, the crowd was hot. Um, this was a fun match. What were your Yeah, again, really fun. Enjoyed all the chemistry that all four wrestlers have, uh, six wrestlers have in the ring. Um, but I, uh, this is the first time that I probably am going to hold my hands up and say, I was not mad at sort of it being uh, a, a big distraction with, with Bobby Lashley coming out because Bobby Lashley just looked so good. He looked incredibly angry and just, you know, like he was going off on one. And I was just, left wanting to see more of him destroy anything. Like, I just wanted absolute carnage after that, you know? He, he looked like a killer. Like, the old, if steam could come out of his ears and head, that's the level Lashley they got. It was just incredible. Yeah. It was great. And Biggie Rain's face-off was great as well, showing, because a lot of people moaned oh, this should have been that, a lot of people moaned this should have been that Survivor Series, but... I think they're, you know, they're saying, well, look, this is after Lesnar, basically. Yeah, back to... I, mean, I, I, I would love that, but then at the same time, I also don't want us to get too greedy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just give what they take us at the moment, make the most of today. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Lashley barged into Adam Pearce on Javil's office and ranted about Biggie's title win last week. She said he could beat both E and Reigns at the same time, and the match was made for the main event. Do drop beat Eve again. Uh, Orton beat Styles via Arco. It's a really good match, but I've seen it loads of times now. But Arco are hitting their stride. We see Basler beat Jax with a Kira through the clutch for the victory via referee stoppage. And after the match, Basler further brutalised their partner, stomping a hand over steps, and added a sickening stomp to her bent arm. Jax screamed out in agony, was checked on her, hinting her more's paint in Basler's. Uh, this is the Basler we need, and I think Jax sold this brilliantly as well did you see this yeah i did and i must admit i was sat there with a fat smile on my face and it's not even because of you know Jax was doing so well with with selling it but it this is the shana we've all been itching for this is the shana that i remember from elimination chamber when she went and took everyone out where she started to come across dominant if we don't get this shana baszler now becoming all dominant and her going off on one then I'll probably end up writing an angry letter. <laughs> <laughs> a strongly worded email. Strongly worded email to Mr. McMahon. <laughs> but no, I, there's there, there's a there's a strong level of excitement right now for me when it comes to Shayna Baszler because this is this is the animal I wanted to see, and I feel like she's just letting loose now. Um, I'm I'm more intrigued to want to keep on watching WWE content now to see where things will go with her. 
Yeah, I mean, ever since she's come up on the main roster, this is kind of what we've been waiting to see. We saw it in NXT, and you know she can be, you know, bad, as in, if you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. the deputy team of Anger Garza <laughs> and Alberto Carrillo, former enemy to say, united in the name of family, defeat Mustafa. I saw in tag action, um, Ali took a bump off the ring post, which was amazing. And, and, and anyway, the bumps he takes... For no reason, could be a boot, and he'll do four fifty, and he's, yeah. he just doesn't get the credit. <laughs> just no, I don't think he does, and I think all four four wrestlers really surprised me at how well they they were doing in the ring. But yeah, that bump looked so good. He sold it so well, and I don't think he gets enough credit for the amount of moves he does. But and if you're going to be a tag team, please. I'm not saying matching outfits and entrance styles, but at least the same colours. Like, pretend you're trying. You know, you're meant to be a tag team. Like, oh, there's nothing when it looks like the opposing team. And then Ripley yeah. even forgot a motion has rolled up to Mina to win the belt. So Nikki tastes gold again. Um, that was some hell of a rain Italian Tamina had. <laughs> I mean, like, I kind of... I, I I felt really sorry for them because especially because uh, Natty was injured at one point so that kind of thwarted a lot of stuff. Um, I I'm really just not a fan of putting two random people together and then chucking the belts on them. Uh, and so I just I, I I really do enjoy Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, but not together, not as a tag team. So yeah, this. This just was there for me. This didn't do anything for me, to be honest. The thing is, the problem when you don't have a tag team, then you lead to you get the kind of your, your two stars, and it's always an oddball, and it can be anything. It could be two yeah. star main eventers not getting along, like when John Michaels did way way back in the day. Now, uh, or you kind I of ob- Nia Jackson and uh, Shayna. Yeah. Exactly like, and they see RK Bro, and now you're getting it here, and they're going, well, that's that hold the titles, but it doesn't, you're not building teams because when they lose the championships, they'll just go their separate ways, you know, there's not going to be any problems, yeah, exactly. so, unless they're building well, that, that match, time, but Yeah, yeah, but that match just kind of made me realize how, how much I miss teams like, you know, um, uh, the Iconics. Uh, you know, the teams that were actually together in the Elimination Chamber for those original tag team belts. You, yeah. you had, you know, before she had left, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. you know, they could have been, the Riot squad were definitely a solidified tag team way before any of them were let go. Um, and, and they've just ruined all of this, you know. So now that all they've got is a, a ton of singles wrestler, female wrestlers, and none of them are legit tag teams. And it's like, they need to actually find opponents for those tag teams they're not really thinking in the long run and i just don't think that it makes sense when you put two random people that were feuding for the singles titles belt not even a month ago now they're tag team champions it, yeah. it just and, doesn't work in my opinion and, and, and then you know the overall picture as well not having to go to the usos in a new day but the reason one's the 11 time and the other one's a seven time tag team there's a lot of recycling because like you said with the oddball teams like even rk bro mm-hmm. Omos and AJ, you know, MVP Lashley. Who, like I said, it, it's, yeah. it's going to be the new day that pick up the pieces of the tag team division, the same with the Usos on Smack. Yeah. Um, and speaking of pieces or, or pieces or playthings, and Alexis Playground with Charlotte next. 
and we get yeah. a series of back and forth jabs. Things broke down, leading to a brawl. Flair ripped the head off of Charlie Dole. There was a distraction allowing Bliss to shake off a big boot to the face and send the champion scurrying to the sanctuary floor. Bliss stood tall to close out the show. I think this was the one where um, they were wooing and Bliss said, oh, don't woo because that's not originally yours. And then Flair, rightly so, and I don't normally don't talk about originality to me. Uh, are you surprised WWE allowed that <laughs> line in? No, because, I mean, to be honest, you can tell that um, WWE have been a lot more laid back with, you know, whether or not their wrestlers can say bitch and things like that. Um, they're definitely trying to make things more edgy with, with speech, I would say. So it didn't really surprise me. But at the same time, I was also this again, this just didn't really this whole segment didn't really do anything for me. It felt like a, a two women that I do get it. Um, you know, they were going hard at each other, you know, when it comes to originality, when it comes to sort of their characters and things like that. Um, but again, ultimately, this all ended with like, you know, Charlotte Flair ripping up a doll like you would in school. Um, you know, and it was, and what was really funny about that whole section was that Charlotte Flair was sort of like trying to say, Oh, I miss the old Alexa Bliss. Now I'm just fighting a little girl who plays with dolls and things like that. But it's like, but then you look like the mean bully that just ripped the head off the doll and walked off. <laughs> you know? but, so. No, you're exactly right. Because the thing is, is that, say, the opponent I'm facing, then again, who have you beaten? Nothing. It's shit. You know, so why the fuck should we be happy? With yeah. And, and I think a bigger picture as well, like you said, the bully wins. And another thing I noticed on commentary as well, obviously, Corey Graves having a go at Byron Saxon. I know some people love it, some people hate it, but it's like with Charlotte Flair, they kind of always argue. But the thing about like a Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan back in the day, is that Heenan had a go at Monsoon, but he was always proven wrong by what happened in the ring with like Hulk Hogan. If Charlotte always wins, then Graves is always right, and he's going, having a go at Saxton all the time. Saxton, But that's the whole Charlotte yeah. thing, vicious circle. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> It's, it's just, like, you know. Like, you, you're either damned or you do, you're damned or you don't, really. Because, I mean, like, you know, when it comes to the commentators, they've got to try and hype up both sides. But most of the time, Corey Graves is right yeah. in everything that he's saying. <laughs> and they're going, oh, yeah. And that's why the baby faces get the win, because it wasn't JR never gave a smart remark. It was Stone Cold hitting the stun of a man and then going, with a corporation. Very simple stuff, yeah. that kind of gets forgotten um jeff hardy beat sheamus to be added to the u.s title match the main event biggie versus bobby versus reigns see the w champion spear reigns through the ropes and nationally grabbed the chair and blasted biggie repeatedly unloading a week worth of fury on him reese sees the uh, reigns sees the opening delivering the spear and earns a hard full win uh what were your thoughts on this match because i know reigns won but i actually uh, yeah same same for me, really. I, I, I don't think I could actually complain about it because I thought it was a really great match between both Yeah, I think we that, like I said, all three shot in this, but there is only one head of the table. And then SmackDown, <laughs> uh, 24th of September, Becky Lynch opened a show with a video package showing what she did Belair last week. And a man told everyone that the ESC had pushed herself into a match where she will be embarrassed and humiliated. Blair arrived to promise she would win on Sunday. She had no fear. And the ESC extended a hand, but the man slapped her in the face. Then the fight broke out and ended a KOD on Lynch. And the man cut her from a backstage later where she promised to break the ESC. Um, Bianca Belair, finally on top of this feud at this point in time. Why couldn't they do that? <laughs> Why couldn't they do that the opposite way round? 
it was so like it was so confusing honestly I was sat there like but why but why I get it obviously we had we had extreme rules coming up next and they they, they want to have whoever's not winning clearly be more on top the week before to actually get people to worry about that but WWE need to actually stop um thinking that their wrestling fans are so are, are dumb you know they they, they easily could have uh, played the whole crowd by having the week before Bianca you know be put over especially in her hometown and then the next week everyone expecting Bianca to do the same and yet she then gets beat down on from Becky I don't understand why it always has to be right because you're you you might lose then you might you you're not gonna um you're gonna have like a a, a big push and go over the week before it's just um these rules need to get changed about a bit it's just very and it's the first time i noticed bianca belair's jacket as well and i don't know if i've just not been paying attention but she had like all her accomplished royal rumble winner uh, and then she had i noticed that as well yeah on the arm sasha banks um and you know the name shitting up I mean, that's so cool. Why don't wrestlers... <laughs> you know what? I think... Um, who else did it? Someone else... Oh, it was Lita. Lita in the first ever um, uh, Women's Royal Rumble. She had the names of all of the female wrestlers that, that weren't able to, you know, be part of, of that experience. But um, it kind of reminded me of that, like having accomplishments um, on her as well. And I, I really like that. Um, we all know that Bianca Belair does a lot of her own um, wrestling gear. And I just think that she she doesn't get enough credit for the amount of creativity that she brings um, to each and every outfit of her. Yeah, I think without a doubt, and you know, like I said, I'm maybe not concentrating on the kind of hair, but I know she styles and stuff like this, and mm. she, like I said, she looks like a star, and I think that's so important to get something where you carry it. Uh, yeah. Cruise by uh, of Nakamura defeating retain championship. It was as good as a dozen other matches that they've had. We see Rollins calling Edge out again, who will return next week. Um, Zanina Vega defeated Morgan by pinfall, which is a little bit of a surprise. And then Happy Corbin showed off his custom suits through talk show. Happy talk. Uh, but the thing is with Happy Talk, I was thinking that like Happy Hour would be a good show. But just happy talk. But anyway, he talks about our greatest but life, boss. Why do we? Why do we need? Just because we got rid of the Miz and Morrison's little talk show, why did we need to get a new thing? We already have things like the KO show, Alexa's Playground stuff. Like that. We don't need. We don't need this. I just don't want it anymore. Please stop giving me it. I I would make <laughs> the most of the KO show. No, we but can. I'm talking about this happy talk. Yeah, I'm just talking about this happy talk. I don't need it. Without a doubt, we don't need it. And what else we don't need as well is Owens getting the Ambrose. If that is in case what we're getting Oh, yeah. I feel like we are. Well, we got attacked again from behind. Let's just take it. We've had, we've seen him take a lot of punish for no reason. You know, like, (laughs) there was a month last year he was getting his ass kicked every He's like he—he's nowhere to be found, even on on the pay per view event as well, which I found a little bit disappointing to be honest. Because whenever KO is in a match, he delivers, you know. Um, so I was kind of shocked to not even see him on the wrestling card. Um, it's Natalia versus Nikki Ash after some action at ringside between Ripley and Tamina. Natalia fell right into a small package from Nikki for a shockingly quick loss. Shotzi and Knox arrived afterwards to shoot their tank at the champions. Clearly requested her own shot of the gold. Ray Mysterio trying to coach Dominic, but Dominic didn't want to hear it. He 
told his father to let him breathe. And after Rain left, Sami Zayn tried to convince Dominic to trust his insight over his dad. And again, at least that's something different to make in there, you know. And then we see Naomi arrive to mm. the match. She set up an open challenge and said Sonya Deville cut the glow's mic and had her escorted to the back. What were your thoughts on this? I'm just getting a little bit pissed off with this. And I know that some people might actually get um, offended with my opinion of it. But all I'm seeing here is a standard white woman in power shutting down and just suppressing a talented black female wrestler. And it's not supposed to be that way. And I can see that, that there is potential where they're looking to, I don't know, uh, maybe build this also that Sonya Deville is going to come back to wrestling. And that would be even more exciting. But I just don't like this play. I just think it actually hits um, a few home truths for a lot of people who are uh, dealing with this in, in a regular day-to-day basis in their own job of being suppressed um, and things like that. And when you've got, um, especially someone like Naomi, who had the, one of the biggest pops in in her return for uh, Royal Rumble, just actually be ignored throughout this, this whole time since then. It just doesn't look good, you know? So even if that wasn't their inten- intention, as a woman of colour myself, I don't appreciate that type of storyline for that wrestler. When she has got so much talent, she could already be inserted into the picture. She already even pointed that out to Sonia the week before, being like, you know, I am a former uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. You should be treating me with respect. And I don't know. I think everything about it is wrong, if I, if you want my honest opinion. Well, the thing is, well, anybody to kind of disagree with what you just said then, just look at WWE's track record. And if not, watch NXT because you've got Tony D'Angelo, who's this new kind of Italian-American stereotype. And so it wouldn't surprise me Mm. at all. And the other thing is Sonya Deville, like, make your mind up about her as well. It's going to be a heel kind of thing. She's going to fuck off Adam Pearce. Or they just, is Adam Pearce taking orders from Deville? This has not kind of been explained either. Do you just think, no, no. What's Adam Pierce doing? Like, what's his? But anyway, exactly. We'll move on to the main event. Of insulted you so to which set off Roman Reigns at the table versus the street. And of course, Heyman convinced Adam Pierce and Sonya to afford welcomed on the bloodline's way to the stage. The Usos met the Alpha Academy and distracted them from joining Reigns for the main event. But we see Reigns in in a really enjoyable match, which is kind of Ford's biggest step up that he's had, I suppose, since then. But unfortunately, Reigns set up yeah. the guillotine. And the tap out, and uh, Heyman told Reigns to continue to deal damage. It was a bit weird because Heyman doesn't normally demand from Reigns. It's normally quite quiet. The Uso arrived to help put Ford through a table. The lights went out, and the demon arrived. Finn Balor took out the bloodline with a kendo stick and blasted the stand tool. So a lot of things going on in that main event. What were your overall? I mean, I thought it was pretty good. It was. Um... It was definitely different from what we've seen. You know, um, it was actually quite nice to see um, Montez Ford in a singles match. Um, I really do like him as part of the Street Profits, so I'm not looking at, you know, trying to suggest that he should have a singles run. But it was really nice, a a nice change of pace, you know? That being said, (laughs) he got his ass ass handed to him. And I was honestly thinking to myself, how is he supposed to make it to the pay-per-view on Sunday? I think, well, and another, you know, when the demon's standing tall and I'm going, are they just going to post the result? 
Like we've we've seen demons down, which means he won't. Yeah. But we don't know. Let's go on to it then. Extreme rules, twenty sixth September. Of course, Caleb Braxton, Kevin Patrick, Booker T, JBL, Pete Roseberg are on the show. Of course, running through everything that happened on the card. Sonia Deville joined the panel, and Braxton asked Deville if she had an issue with Naomi, and Deville knows she doesn't, and she's treating Naomi just like everyone else. Like her. Uh, Deville said it doesn't matter who you are. W respect. And Braxton so Shiva. The panel discussing Biggie's yeah. cash-in. And we cut to Sarah Shriver backstage. She was supposed to interview New Day. But AJ and Omos showed up uh, in front of the Killing Hammer. And Bob Lashley showed up in a brawl involving the New Day, AJ Omos. Lashley, Skirit guards. I think I'll see Sean Davari and Adam. And then Jude's brawl has been added as well. Called six-man tag team action. The show cut to his backstage. Talks about how the promise tag team champion back. And then we check in with the commentating team, Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, um, going into our very first match. But I'm sure had Spanish audio feed as well. Um, but before we start, what was, this is a big question, excitement, excitement level for the event and the match you were most, you might have to make it up. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, my excitement level is probably like the, sort of the same as, as SummerSlam. It was more apprehensiveness. Than excitement. However, um, I was quite intrigued to see what they were going to do with Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, and predominantly because I I looked at it like you can have the demon lose. You can. It, he's supposed to be, you know, one of the biggest sort of attractions, and especially when we don't have the likes of the fiend anymore. I was just very curious to see how things were going to go. So I would say that that was my most anticipated. Yeah, I think without doubt, I think, the, like you said, level of excitement will be much. But again, for me, like Belair and Lynch asked what happened at SummerSlam. Could they actually... Uh, but we start off with Carmella. See Carmella cut a promo for the match where she bragged about herself and her Morgan jump Carmella during that. Don't blame her. Uh, Mella drew a super kick for a two. She dominated the match for quite some time. She slammed Morgan's face into the mat and put her in a chin lock. There's a Staten Island hitting X Factor. Morgan hitting Insiguru before she stopped Mella's face in the mat. She hit a double knee to the face, but Mella managed to kick out. However, Morgan was able to hit a finisher and to win. So what were your thoughts on this? I thought it was overall a good match. Um, I mean, I, I I didn't really see the reason why it was um, put on the on the pay per view event. Um, but that being said, I thought it it did well for uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, I'd like if I could have you know Liv, Liv Morgan featured more than I would. Um, so you know, I, the one thing I will give that match is that I I, I really commend Carmella in terms of her. Her wrestling has just improved so much. I, I would agree with that. You know, like I said, it's a shame she's got the same gimmick as Mandy about being a woman. Yeah. Same stick. But like I said, the yeah. improvement with Mella. And when you... It's kind of weird as well. Think about, you know, um, Big Cass. Um, Bliss like, with Blake and Murphy. Nikki Cross with Sanity. You know, they kind of outstayed the rest mm. of the group. And it's just got constant improvement from Carmella. This wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I think both did do... Uh, what would you score this out of five? Um, I'll give it like a two point five. If it wasn't anything over the top special and it, it didn't do anything for me, but it was still decent. Two point. Well, I'm going to give it a three and a half because obviously I'm not as harsh as you are, but that's that's fair enough. Oh. Uh, predict, <laughs> Making predict, me look so bad. <laughs> well, 
I'd say we're going to make look bad, but up next, you, well, predictions, you made me play with them. It's never a good right. thing for anybody. No, 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 it's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who would you have gone for? I would have gone for Liv Morgan just because I don't think that they would have um, buried her again. But yeah, Liv Morgan would have been the person I went with. And I'm going to give you my honest opinion about all of them. I just, uh, I'm so sorry. I did not see uh, that come through and I was quite busy, so I couldn't get to it. That's a, um, so we move on. Yeah, I went Morgan and that. So I'm wandering up again. Uh, poll wise, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, 89% of them. And the main card, like, you know, package, very basic stuff, but good fireworks. I like how. Anyway, uh, entrance for the opening match took place. AJ Styles jumping at Bobby's in ring uh, pyro is one of my favourite things, wrestlers jumping at fireworks. And AJ needed and then realising. And also credit to Kofi Kingston uh, doing the AJ Styles entrance as AJ is making. Uh, yeah, like, I, I noticed that. That was so funny. <laughs> they're just what, there's reasons why they're just so lovable. And I think this is definitely, you see it here, the enjoyment factor as well. And it is new. Day, the you know, I say reunited Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, and Omos. See, New Day hit him with a unicorn stampede until Lashley rolled out the ring. He overpowered Kingston and tossed him across a square circle. Omos came in and continued to destroy the former W champion. The Hills kept Kingston down for a few minutes before he counted Lashley's finisher. Woods came in off the hot tug and went to work on the Almighty. After everyone had a chance to almost get the win. Big E pin Lashley to get the victory. What were your thoughts on this opening match? Well, I mean, obviously, for, for those that didn't watch the pre-show, they all probably were like, what the hell? Where did this match come from? Thing is, I loved this match. It was so randomly put together and so quickly put together and thrown together at last minute. But I thought all six men did brilliantly. They had me really excited watching them. They're just such talented a talented bunch anyway um my favorite part was seeing the new day just reunited and doing you know even the unicorn stomp and everything like that it was just it was such a feel-good way to open the show yeah like i said it was a really nice opener as well like you know i'd say like 20 minutes you just really really get into it a bit of negativity always good to see the WWE champion open the show right i'll move on a good way to start though like i said face is right to win and it all did well i love the aggression of Bobby Lashley. I know we touched him, but that man is just like, it's so angry. I just want him, he could spin yeah. through a wall. Like, that's how mad. Honestly, this is how, like, dominant he he came across, you know? And I was just thinking to myself at that moment, it, it it's such a shame because I'm, I'm really one big E as the champion. But I feel like after seeing the way he just devoured everyone in that first match, I think they may have made too much of a rush decision by taking the belt off. Yeah, well, this is an interesting thing, but these two men, as in Big E and Bobby, even in these two matches that they had, you know, Raw uh, and, and now in the Triple Threat, it's just feel it. There's something special about seeing these guys, you know, yeah. as they say, slapping meat. That that That's kind <laughs> of, you know... You know, you know how we, I, I think there's a lot of wrestling fans out there that actually you say the term of, I can watch these guys fight forever. And it's always about a specific team. B- Big E and Bobby Lashley, I think I could actually watch them in, in, in a match against one another forever. I, I just think they both bring so much talent. Um, if, if WWE just let them loose, they could probably have one of 
potentially one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, they just trade the W Championship between two of them, you know, for yeah. a couple of months at a time. It'd just be wonderful. Yeah, fine. Uh, it would be great. Just do that for a whole year. <laughs> I said, great way to start the show. I'm going to give it a three out of five. I really enjoyed that match, so I'm going to give it a four. Um, and I didn't do a prediction on it. No, the predictions non applicable. Poll applicable. <laughs> they want to add it so late. What happens? You know, announce it. See, this <laughs> is your poll, WWE. Yeah. We could have actually had a poll up for this, and you didn't tell us. <laughs> No, you fucked up. You fucked up. We <laughs> <laughs> should have chanted that. <laughs> that unbelievable. Well, we see Becky Lynch was showing set the title back down backstage and trying to. Yeah, I saw. And then Jimmy Uso and Jay <laughs> Uso versus the Street Profits uh, for the tag. Uh, Dawkins came in hot off the tag and hit both of them. He kicked to the head to knock him off the apron, but Dawkins caught his suicide dive and hit a slam to the floor. He blocked ran him into the barricade. He then hit suplex and twisted net breaker for a close two count. Ford tagged in and Jay blocked a huge frog splash with his knees. Dawkins tagged back in and barely kicked out after an Uso splash. Ford took out both Usos for a huge dive over the ring post and hit Jay with a frog splash. Jimmy barely managed to break up the pin in time. However, he's finally got a double. I mean, this was always going to be good, but again, this, everything this was incredible. Right tag team wrestling. It really was. It actually, you know, I actually turned around to my partner and he doesn't watch um, WWE, but I still turned around to him and I was like, I am so excited from this tag team match. It is so nice to actually feel like this is a WWE pay-per-view and look at how lit I'm getting, you know? So uh, for me, the first two matches really stood out and Street Profits and Usos, you can't really go wrong. Both are such talented uh, teams. It was really hard to actually see who was going to be the winner. Well, like I said, it's great, crazy near full right at the end, especially who did a fantastic day. I thought we, we, you know, well, I say we had it won. <laughs> that's how much I got into it as well. It's like we nearly yeah. won the titles, you know, and that's when you got a good team. My only thing is, yeah. under the rules banner, these teams have face make it a table match. The fans were chanting. Exactly, especially when point. you had the fans. I was <laughs> even going to tweet and be like, okay, I haven't heard we want tables chants in god knows how long why are you not giving us tables it's extreme rules for goodness sake and not only that it would have saved the profits of being pinned through a table you say well it's only a table very very simple but great match what are you going to score that out of five i mean i'm going to give that another four out of five because that was just really great oh uh prediction wise usos who would you have gone for i would have gone for the usos i i i didn't actually see them losing it and uh, originally so that you know, shall we say until you go ahead of me and I don't count it. Uh, poll-wise, Uso's 80%. <laughs> uh, backstage, Bobby Lashley called Big E a chicken shit for the way he used the Money in the Bank contract to win the title and the way he beat him in a six-man tag match. Lashley challenged Big E to give him a title match. This was great. And you mentioned it earlier. You can see a little bit more attitude. And if anybody, you know, if Bobby Lashley co- called me a chicken shit, I wouldn't have a match. I would run as fast as I could. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, when when he actually called him out, I um, and this was still on the pay-per-view itself, I was thinking to myself, I am very pleased by this. I don't know if I was ready just to kind of have things end the way that they did um, on uh, during the six-man tag earlier. So to see already that they were that he was calling him out, I, I was already just like you know throwing my money at the TV. Give it to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Without that doubt. And uh, speaking of money or blood money, we find out Crown Jewel next. Uh, WWE Extravagant are saying, uh, my only worry is is they don't cram a paper Crown Jewel and Survivor Series because it's just it'll be over. And I know you. Yeah. I don't mind sacrificing October pay per view for Crown Jewel. You know. Yeah, I just I don't know because of, I've never been interested in watching the Crown Jewel pay per views. Um, so for me, I. I would have preferred them not have the Crown Jewel pay-per-view and actually have Extreme Rules a bit later and actually build up some Extreme matches for it, you know? I, I see what you're saying, but you're crazy, you know? You have, you've been watching, yeah. how long have we been doing this? I don't normally say that to anybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to watch Crown Jewel. It's going to no. be your... <laughs> you know, okay, so if it... It, guys, if it, whoever's listening, if he manages to get me to do Crown Jewel, just know that I'll probably be stalking the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping if if things work out, and because of such a how a horror show it should be, be covering mm. on a Halloween special feature month, so at least we'll be ever like the Ghostbusters. Okay, well, you know? That might be a bit more bearable. Yes, we could be the Ghostbusters. I'd be happy with that. I can actually just look at it like we're about to just go and take on one big giant ghost, and that is, and that its name is Crown Jewel. Yeah, and you remember, <laughs> I ain't afraid no ghost. Right, so we'll move on, and it's Charlotte Fervor Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. Up next, and the crowds at Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, was behind hometown hero Alexa Bliss. So we all know what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> we see. The Queen picked Bliss up on her back for a stand. The challenger counted in the hurricane. Charlotte pulled her out of her head into the barricade. The champ hit just like Andrade. Who count? Uh, Bliss counted naturally with the power bomb. Bean avoided twisted Bliss and went for the figure eight. But the goddess counted and hit a DDT for a near fall. After a few more close calls, Charlotte scored the win. Uh, and then she tore up Lily and decimated Bliss after the match was over. And I'll go into it because uh, Bliss did recover, got a nice round of applause as she stood on the broadcast table and screamed while pulling her own hair out. She entered the ring and kind of looked destroyed over the doll. Uh, she acted emotional. Uh, the crowd actually started shouting, thank you. Well done, crowd. Well done. Uh, Bliss screamed and then carried. Oh, yeah. When, you know, my eyes rolled back so far when I heard the crowd shouting that. I was like, do that. Dude, this crowd know that Lily is not a real fucking person. I, I'm, I'm hoping they were being Don't ironic. Into it. I think it was irony. Being, I, I, I would, I hope <sighs> so. Like uh, Bliss then screamed, and she had something in her mouth as well. We weren't sure. Yeah, what it would be. I, couldn't, um, I couldn't work it out what it was. I think it was like an Alka-Seltz where, you know, it kind of fizzes up in your mouth and it should be foaming. Mm. And I don't... I was about, yeah. to say, I was about to say, I don't think she sucked it long enough. I don't think that's a right, the right expression. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, it, like the, the froth didn't go anywhere. It yeah. just turned more into like a little dribble <laughs> down down her mouth. Um, and it just kind of looked embarrassing. So when she was screaming, um, you know, all you can see is the big round thing that's not fizzling on on her her, her tongue you know maybe she just closed her mouth for a little bit and just let it because sometimes i think those sorts of tablets need heat as well as like saliva to to work so yeah i don't know yeah. I, I just felt like that was just a really uncomfortably long um ending it was awful the way they like you said uh, played it out and 
it just it just didn't work. Um, but I thought Charlotte, yeah. though, as she's making a match, she's turning more and more to Medusa every day. Like, honestly, seeing that <laughs> is very, very scary. Uh, yeah. what, what were your thought? What were your thoughts on the match? Because I don't think the match was that bad. But what happened afterwards was just kind of like you know. I feel like what? yeah, it took away from the match. I think I think a lot of people actually forgot even you know how well both of them did because they that because of what the, what transpired. But I mean, ultimately, I felt like you know Charlotte came across like a very dom- dominant. You had Alexa Bliss who was taking some some awful bumps from from Charlotte. Um, she took some some real awful bumps um, and and sold them really well. Uh, both of these females are amazing wrestlers in the ring. Um, I think we, you know, were teased a, a sort of potential character turn for Alexa Bliss, which I think can't come any sooner. Um, but overall, it was just it, for me. This wasn't the type of event that I was looking forward to on on Extreme Rules. No, well, especially and but I think Bliss proven she's more than a gimmick, and like I said, hopefully we'll see that sooner rather than later. I am going to give it a three point nine five. So I know very random. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to give it a three. For you there. Uh, Prediction-wise, uh, I went bliss. So uh, I'm 2-1 down. I, what have you gone for? I have to actually say to you, I was going to say, I genuinely thought that it was going to be Alexa Bliss that took it. Um, so, yeah, I was really shocked that it was Charlotte that retained. Well, that is an acceptable prediction. I will, I will take that on board. <laughs> 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 Poll wise, Bliss was 60. And then we see Paul Hamill showing speaking on the phone about the W draft. Kayla Braxton snuck up on the phone. Hamill dished out some insults. The Usos arrived as a Hamill blew off Braxton. But like I said, even Paul going, Do you think I'm speaking to another journalist? You know, I mean, all this kind of back and forth, just kiss all It was just the way that um, <laughs> I, just, I just really enjoyed even Kayla's little. She's got, she's got that sort of. Um, beautiful smile that's like the cat that's got the cream you know so it looks like she's got the entire scoop so as soon as she was behind him with her mic like who was that you know i i just want kayla to have her own little detective hour now and just have her like just going and uncovering all of these backstage secrets for us you know Um, i'm totally on for a team detective kayla I think without a doubt, you know, that'd be brilliant. Up next, US Championship, Damien Priest versus Sheamus, Jafali. Uh, Sheamus caught Priest at ringside, sent his head into the post, for he hit Hardy with an Irish curse backbreaker. He grabbed the Archer in three for the 10 beats of the Finn Balor, but Priest countered. The charismatic enigma started to build some momentum. He stopped him for getting a pin on Sheamus. He climbed up and hit Whisper in the Wind to both men at the same time. The Irishman applied a cloverleaf on Hardy until Priest broke up by ripping at Seamus' mask. Hardy took out the Celtic fist of fate for hitting Priest for the same thing. Seamus prevented him from hitting a swanton before he hit a flying knee drop to the champ for a near fall. Hardy hit both members of swanton but wasn't able to follow up with a pin attempt. And after Priest, a pin retained title. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? I actually thought it was a good triple threat. I thought it was quite entertaining. I Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. It's fine. This felt a bit like a match, a raw match, and I think for me as well, Jeff had no chance of winning, but the fans were behind him, and that near fall where they thought Jeff was, has he always been this popular? <laughs> like, why did WWE not use him? But I don't know about you, and I might just be harsh, but I'm noticing a few fumbles, and, I, and I've seen it in recent times as well. Is he just missing 
a step or two, should I forgive him or should he just think about winding it down, especially with the chances he took in his... Do you know what? I honestly, I honestly just think that he's fed up of how he's booked. And I just see his... Uh, I see him as a passionate wrestler. I just don't see him passionately wrestling right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, 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 uh, again, the case in point, Seamus is having a time of his life. He's, he's loving it. Seamus <laughs> he really is. I mean, I don't even think Seamus necessarily has to win. He still comes across looking great. Um, I think he's really entertaining as, as, as a character as well. Um, I just really enjoy everything that Seamus does right now. I just want Seamus to do the Hardy dance on the top rope every week. Like, I mean, when he did that, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, that is, that's funny. And he's, the interaction with the crowd now, he's obviously hanging around with his best mate, you know, McIntyre backstage. He's just good to protect Damien Priest, protect him. Cost. Not, we haven't had a baby face yeah. called in a very long time. Um, They've done a lot of, like, you know, the hard work of building him mm-hmm. up to be that baby face, but with his run um, at WrestleMania, with him teaming up with Bad Bunny, all of this. So it would be a, a, a big, extreme uh, downfall if they were to already sort of mess this up. Like, right now, they're on a good running streak with Damian Priest. They should keep this going. Without a shadow of a doubt, um, out of five, what are you going to score? Um, I'll give it a 3.75 because I, I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was quite a good match and I thought all three men were okay in it. Um, I didn't have any issues with it, really. Yeah, exactly the same as me. Three and three saved it. Uh, Prediction-wise, mm-hmm. uh, I did go Priest. Who would you have gone for in this one? See, I would have gone with Seamus. I, I was thinking Seamus might get it back. I would accept that. Uh, but I, obviously, uh, I'm 3-1 up against myself at the moment. Uh, Poll-wise, Priest 79% of the vote, Jeff 17 Seamus with 4%, which I guess was Jaxie's vote, but hey, that's fine. Uh, backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Uh, backstage. Me on my onesies, <laughs> just voting for Seamus. <laughs> Come on, Seamus. Checking it every minute. It's not going up yet. Right, next time I'll get my tw- next time I'll get my twin to vote as well. I'll text her and I'll say, please, can you vote for Seamus? Because no one did but me. <laughs> Backstage, Biggie delivered a promo. Mock Lashley for saying he wasn't ready. Biggie told him to get his ass ready. He comes to the ring at eight, a sharp for their title match. And after an hour, Cole McAfee announced Biggie versus Bobby Lashley. We'll cover that um, well next time for another look back of and a video pack. I was about to say Crown Jewel, but I've already. Had to make a bet with you about that, <laughs> so we'll have to work my games <laughs> out. Uh, we didn't get a video package set up for the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Lynch tried to offer a handshake, but Belair wasn't about to. The EST almost hit the KOD for opponent rolled out the ring to regroup. How much would you have loved uh, Belair hitting the KOD and getting the victory in like a minute? <laughs> oh my gosh, for, for, for a split second. I thought that's what they were giving us. And I'm not going to lie for a split second. I was actually really excited because I just thought to myself, no one ever does this where, you know, someone's lost the title in that quick second. And then they actually win it back in just the same amount of time. And I thought it would have been excellent for storytelling. And then they didn't. So. No. Fuck but they avoided a disarmament and whipped Lynch from corner to corner before hitting a body slam and a splash for it. The EST backflipped over in a corner, hit a drop kick, then about to the ring. The crowd chant for both women stomped Belair in the corner. Man nailed her a running leg drop. 
but missed the second one. The ESC picked her up and powered her out a headlock to it. An impressive. That said, the, the power of Belair, I mean, is just incredible. And, and we saw that in this matchup. Just a, just, you know, an athlete can do. We see Lynch got a trademark submission yeah. applied. But Belair was able to reach ropes to force a break. They fought outside the ring where the champion drove her opponent steps. The tightrope leg drop got a close two count. They traded strikes, slams, and near falls several times. Uh, and I will say, before we get to the finish as well, Lynch, um, I think she started too early of the kind of the look on her face where she's going, oh, how do I put her away? How do I do this? And it's like, until you've hit the move that beat her in 26 seconds, then you can act like, oh, I've got nothing left to beat her with. If you know what I mean by that, like, yeah. I, I think Lynch maybe. No, I do. She did all right, but you know, and like I said, the match up to that point is really, really getting going. Um, and then yeah. Sasha, I thought that she had a bit more of an ag- ag- aggressive side um, that she started to show. Um, I just was disappointed that we didn't get to see too much of that. You, you expect, well, I say you expect, we're, uh, we're watching it thinking oh, we should get a finish. And then we see Sasha Banks running down to look and attacking Belair to cause a DQ. Uh, she destroyed the EST before taking Lynch down too. And it was great to see Banks back. But you think, why not wait till after the finish? But then again, they don't want to give Belair another loss. So, I mean, what were your thoughts on this overall? I mean, I thought the match itself was good. I actually was dreading this match because I just thought to myself, they're just going to put Becky over. It's going to be nothing to do with Bianca, you know. But I, I honestly thought that she, um, she did really well. Um, I felt like, I felt like uh, Becky probably could have done a bit more just to kind of rile up the crowd if she's going to be playing this heel persona, then go, go for it, like you know, a hundred percent. I just could not have like hated the ending any more than I did um you know don't get me wrong all of us want to see a bit of of uh Sasha Banks but at the same time I also I, I also don't know anyone that was really happy with that ending without a doubt you know or again what let her pull the referee out or, or you know what I mean when she when you know yeah, KOD delivered that- one, two, yeah. you know, the fans start cheering. You realise, oh, no, Banks has pulled the ref out in attack. Do you know what? I think that would have worked better than... than Because if I don't think that uh, the way that she came in, it was just, like, uh, less impactful. Mm. It's just literally so, just a run down yeah. into it. You're going, oh. <laughs> because it also made me feel like, right, okay, so you're going to turn this into a triple threat, and yet this still is not giving Bianca Belair the opportunity to have her one-on-one match because of mm. if we actually took Sasha out of that situation, could Bianca have won? She was about to deliver the KOD. So could she have won and actually reta- uh, got her title back? So then all of a sudden, you know, now we are being made to think, right, you know, Sasha's going to infuse herself into this, make it a triple threat. And I mm. I don't see that as fair. Well, the thing Especially is... when they've gone ahead and, and, and made Bianca lose that title yeah. within a certain amount of seconds... The least they could have done is actually have a one-on-one match where it actually ended on one-on-one. Even if Bianca lost there and then they just decided, you know what, next week on SmackDown, we're going to have Bianca and Becky face off again and then bring Sasha back. Do that then, you know? I I just, yeah, yeah, I didn't do it. Don't don't do it a pay-per-view. You know, like I said, you could argue in the main event, they put that left to the next one. Uh, Belair did look great. And if you had faith... A long-term story. Okay, Belair, she's going to win the Rumble. 
and go to Mania, challenge Lynch again and finally get a moment. But because we have no faith whatsoever, we think, well, that's it done now. Like, you know, yeah. especially with Sasha Banks coming back. I hope, you know, it, it does I, work I, I that way. Like but... is, I feel like this is going to be a, a, a good thing for Bianca. She's getting a lot of exposure at the moment. But I do think that, I don't think that this is like the end for Bianca. I think that they are going to, uh, you know, I think we will see gold around her waist again soon whether or not that's against Becky Lynch I don't know I think that it could be you know um thanks to the draft that we've got coming up it could potentially be on the opposite side you know well like you said the draft is vital and I think the women's division more so than ever Charlotte's kind of wiped out all of Raw uh we've we've, you know what's going on in Smackdown uh, like you said, exactly. it needs freshen up more NXT talent coming in uh, as well. As long as they use Tony right. Storm, Tony Storm Tony could Storm. actually turn up. Well, the thing is, Dakota Kai's gone missing on NXT for the past month. I'm going, where's yeah, she gone? Right. Like, because you like I, yeah. and same with Monty. If we don't see a talent on WWE TV for a couple of weeks, we think, when did they get? You know, it's like you yeah. start panicking. Yeah, um, you do start to think that. <laughs> you do. Shit yourself, uh, Lynch. Challenging Bailey Cole, another few match for Belair, and another one would be paper. Doesn't happen on SmackDown. It, they only reserve it for the paper. Yeah, that needs to stop. It gets old real quick. Look, we've all seen the amount of women that can do hair pulls. It's not. It's not new that Bianca Belair has hair. So stop mm-hmm. adopting it into the the whole routine because, it, if anything, it just it just looks stupid. You've got loads of women with long hair, but you don't see you don't see B- Bianca grabbing Becky's hair. I get it; it's a novelty because of it's all in a plait. But do you know what? That doesn't have to be at every in every match of hers. Yeah, I completely agree. It's still great to have Sasha Banks back. I guess it was. Uh... It, she looked great. She looked incredible. She looked kind of like Sindel, but with blue hair instead of the grey. You know, like her whole outfit. It just mm. kind of gave me that Sindel from MK vibes. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what all three women do. I was just very disappointed with how they ended it. Without a doubt, but it's good to see Sasha making a bank statement. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> uh, out of five, uh, I don't know who's go it is. Uh, I'll say it's... I'm going to give it four. Uh, I, I didn't mind at all the finish. If it the finish and clean, it's one and a half. Four. I was going to say, I'm going to give it a four. If it wasn't for the finish for the finishing it probably would have been 4.5 because I felt like the wrestling was really good in it predictions I thought Lynch would uh, get this one uh, who did you think would uh, who was I your pick go so, I was going to go with Becky I didn't really see them, them actually giving it back to Bianca although she deserves it she'll get her chance again so it's 4-1 for me overall poll wise um, Becky Lynch got 71.7% of the vote very very precise but I will say, Patrick, he, him, his, uh, says, I was going to say neither because I believe Sasha's going to DQ both women to set up a triple threat at the next pay-per-view. And he said, actually, I want to, mon- he said, actually, I want to modify this response to make it more hype and over. I believe Sasha may insert herself into the match and make it a triple threat match extreme rules. So he had it and he blew it. Yes, Patrick. <laughs> Woo. So proud of you. He did, he <laughs> How much did he have to pay to get that information? How he, did you find that out? But he did a WNR where he had it and then he changed it. And it's just like, no, you had it so much. You had it. No. 
so I just thought that was excellent. Sometimes people are so off. Roman Reigns made his long entrance, followed by the Demon. And Cole said the Demon has never lost in WWE before. Well, we lost to Joe in NXT. But right, before we get to the main event, what are your thoughts on the Demon character overall? Because Finn Balor's maybe not someone we discussed that much on the podcast, but the Demon itself, what were your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I actually do like it, um, and I like it because of it, it does feel more like a novelty that's not overused, mm-hmm. overcompensated um, until this instance. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I actually like this sort of, like, split personality come from Finn because it's a complete opposite. It's a complete 180 of his actual wrestler, wrestling character. Um, so I, re- I do like the demon. Yeah, I think the demon's cool. Uh, I think it's, like I said, it's a character trait you can bring out. You don't have to overuse it once every, you know, even a couple of years as well. Uh, like we say, yeah. this is the kind of worst use of it. But even the next show, take, and like you said, with characters of, you know, with the Untaker now, that kind of mystique with dropping a ball with Bray and Alistair Black and, well, yeah. anybody really. demon here. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it'd be interesting to see how... They would deal with that. How WWE, the, the greatest booking minds, would find their way out of this. <laughs> Let's get to it. Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. And at least this was an Extreme Rules match. Out of the whole show, there wasn't a fucking... It was like, why call it Extreme like, this Rules? This was really one. Why is it called Extreme Rules? <laughs> exactly. Well, honestly, I was trying not to get hate, so I didn't tweet this. But all I wanted to actually tweet was, why is it called Extreme Rules when it's only the main event? That's extreme. And don't get me I thought wrong. This was, the reason, this was the pay-per-view where no rules applied at all. They could go all out, you know, and they didn't. It's so. like the opening promo. There's only one night a year they can get streams. Don't say in one match. Like you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, definitely. TLC I mean, like they, year, they, got one they, they match. definitely could have way much more build up to making things a lot more extreme. So you know, um, even during the promos with Becky and Bianca leading up to it on Raw or SmackDown, they could have just done more and then made it some sort of either, you know, chairs match or something, you know, just like make something up. Come on. It's, I always remember, uh, this is a football reference, but it'll work well here. And Harry Redknapp once said to Roman Pavlichenko on the pitch, fucking run about bit. And that's as simple as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just do yeah. something. <laughs> like, exactly. exactly. I felt like I to put on a better show than this but in terms of like making these wrestling matches like extreme not as in the wrestling itself. it's called extreme rules yeah. but fuck. Exactly. or rename the pay-per-view so that not everyone is thinking that this is going to be an extreme rules pay-per-view I, I dare them to name a show like you know what i mean or something like be pay just call it that if we want to if we even want to go any further, we could actually discuss, mm-hmm. like, and question what the tactics was behind Raw, because Raw was way much more extreme 24 hours after Extreme Rules. So, <laughs> someone explain that to me. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, you know. Uh, but I was saying, we'll main event. And, uh, like I said, Reigns versus the Demon, they locked up. And the tribal chief pushed the demon down. He stood back up immediately. Balon Lethal Reigns nailed him with the crowd chant for tables as Reigns grabs a chair and you 
Balor tried to grab a table, but the title holder hit the drive by his head. They fought into the crowd and ended up uh, by the desk used by the kickoff crew. Reigns slammed the demon onto it and he recovered and put the tribal chief through a table with a flying cross body. Um, what I interesting to see Reigns wearing a mask and um, and people you know maybe wondering why. And let's not forget, you know, where Roman Reigns is and where we are in the world. That it's not just back to you know exactly and you know i did see a lot of um divided opinions on this and the one thing that i will say is the minute i saw him put a mask on i had a lot of greater respect for him Mm -hmm. you forget that the man actually had to leave the company due to the fact of having leukemia you you anyone who's a wrestling fan will remember Mm -hmm. that that this man as much as he's you know putting on this persona of being a tribal chief and everything like that he he has gone through a lot of health issues. You can't expect him to want to, you know, go out and expose himself to that unwillingly. So just yeah. by putting a mask on, even all, albeit temporarily, a, a lot of like the things that were that I could see on Twitter, people need to calm down. It's not about him thinking he's superior to anyone. It's not about him thinking that he doesn't want to be in the same arena or vicinity as, as his fans. Mm-hmm. It's actually about his own health. Yeah. So people need to calm down with that. That's all I've got to say on the matter. No, excellent, excellent point. And fucking hell, did the fans love the tables tonight? If they ta- they just bought two yeah. tables to have a match, the crowd would have gone crazy. Yeah. Go, yeah. Sometimes it's a simple thing. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. See, we see him get back in the ring. Reigns put Balor for a table for a near fall. They traded shots until the champ hit the Superman punch for another two count. The demon counted the spear and hit a sling blade. Reigns fired back with his spear, but Balor kicked out and hit a low blow at the same time. And at this point, I'm going, oh, wait a minute, because obviously we spoke about on SmackDown this happening, a bit of foreshadowing. Would it lead to it? Um, We see this demon start to build up a head of steam and hit the coup de grace, but then the Usos pulled him out of the ring to break up the pin and beat him down. The demon managed to take them out and put Jay through a table. It was a sick, I don't think people were expecting that. <laughs> like, right through the announce table. No. Like. <laughs> right before no. running to rain spearing him through the barricade. That is of action. What incredible. <laughs> like, you go, whoa, shit. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely wasn't expecting that move to, uh, to come from them. So it was quite, it was quite, um, one of those, not it, it was like a holy shit moment, wasn't it? <laughs> Without a doubt, and then, and then that would have been fine, but then, <laughs> Balor's music began to play, and he started jerk movements as I'm doing right oh now. God, he... That was that was a bit awkward, well, <laughs> especially when the lights go red and the fans think the theme is turning because they can't see Balor kind of pulsing. I know. <laughs> He's just going, oh no. <laughs> Um, but then he managed to pop back to his feet. He's never ever done that before, any time ever. It's not a demon move. It's not his kind of special. He's been, he's that's never ever happened. Um, and then <laughs> he beat the life out of Reigns with a chair and put it through a table, and then made his way to the top rope. And as he paired for the coup de gras, the top rope broke to the mat, and Reigns finished him off with a spear. Yes, to beat the demon, you need people who can't put the ring up. That was <laughs> happening. That shit ring production is basically the end of it. And then WWE yeah. paid themselves in the corner. Um, you know, what do you think about the match? And obviously, what do you think about the film? It was, it was so good. 
like the match itself, it was way better than their previous match. And I think I was just really disappointed because from, from, you know, a fan's point of view, of course, you're going to be disappointed. You know, Finn Balor was on a real winning streak. And if that hadn't happened to that top rope, then, you know, we would have seen ourselves as a new champion. Um, at the same time, <laughs> um, their choice to do this just was a little bit, I can see why they did it. They wanted to still protect the demon, but then don't book them on this. Don't book them into a match because you just get ridiculousness like this. Like if I'm being truly honest, it sounded to me when when the top rope buckled, it just sounded like you know like one of those um, rides at like Thorpe Park or something like that. That's just about to go off, and you hear the whole, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, it was just very hard for me to then believe that the top rope just automatically fell down by itself, especially when you look at it and it just looks like, you know, like it's a lever being pushed down or something. And then you also kind of rewatch it back and you see how long it, like Finn Balor took up there when he could have definitely had already jumped off. So is, is all these little factors that come into play, um, that take away from the ending. And I thought it was so good up until that point. Yeah. It was an excellent match up until, yeah. Like it's been rains and rains is so so. Um, I'd just like to apologise to AEW uh, after a couple of papers a goal ago about the finish to the wire match uh, to the blood and guts as well. Like I said, watch it. If I was going to do it, and again, it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and say I would do yeah. the um, reigns with a spear uh, on on the demon either on the top or that. And go through the ring, you know how how mental they got the pop from the crowd. Of, oh my god, they broke the ring. Reigns could pull yeah. the demon back out. And, and the other thing I hated at the wrong time. If he'd have been beaten by Reigns, and then the music bum yeah. bum bum pop back up again, then you're you're protecting that character. Go, yeah, he lost, but the demon is still there. The other way around just makes him look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. You put him through a table, pin him. Like, don't go up the top, especially with all the smoke about it. It just made demon. And it made me think as well of, like, is, is Finn said he's not signing a contract? Do they want to just kind of ruin the demon character like they did with the Fiend too long? And I know that's negativity, but you can't help but think that after a while. You know, you go, why are you just this money and I you're mean, fucking not it that it, it really doesn't help when you know how bitter uh, WWE officials or Vince, should we say, can be. So, it, it, yeah, it's really difficult uh, to kind of like look at this. And even though it was a great match, it's really difficult to then um, take anything other than what the ending was away from the match, you know. So I feel like the ending really just moved, it, like just just stopped the flow of, of how good the match actually was. And the question is, it's quite a big question, is Roman Reigns worth it? Like, again, I know he's been one of the most entertaining things on the... But if you, if you look at people he is kind of you know, beaten, you talk about Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan over the company, Braun Strowman over the company, and now something like Finn Balor. Look at Cesaro, who was challenging for the championship. Now where is he, you know? Even kind of Jey Uso. Is it worth having Roman Reigns to be all and end all if the talent are getting sacrificed? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think I think I'm split halfway because 
whenever Roman is actually, Roman's been dominating SmackDown. And I actually think that this has been like sort of a lot of, SmackDown has been a lot of uh, the, the WWE content that I have been enjoying um, consistently throughout this year. Um, and I'm not saying it's completely all Roman, but I think that a lot of like the storylines he's been a part of have been very good. Um, it's just it's just very difficult because um, it's it's hard be- when you see a lot more other talent being overlooked because of this, you know. It's almost like the, the greater good, you know, the 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 good of the many outweigh the good of the few, whatever it is, you know. Like we're gonna have to sacrifice some good talent to hopefully, you know, because who's going to beat Roman Reigns now? Like, you know, whoever beats should be a kind of made man, whoever it is, and I just hope they don't, you know, it's not The Rock. No offence to The Rock, but do you know what I mean? Like, no, you have to, rock. <laughs> you know, like, or Drew McIntyre. Like, I love McIntyre, but is he the right guy to be, you know, because this is a big thing now, and I know Reigns going to hold the title for as long as he can. I know Brock Lesnar's uh, but even then, have Brock Lesnar interfere and the Demon hold the title because he's got a history. I would could, like that. You know, you could always switch it back on the SmackDown after Crown Jewel, like because then you go to Crown Jewel, you go, yeah. I go Brock Lesnar versus Reigns for the title. I wonder who's going to win that. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, overall, I mean, what are you going to score out of five? I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four and a half. But the... I feel like the ending just really let it down because I feel like it was just like a a, a fair ride. Well, that that, well I've put the finish. I think that is the, the fairest comment I've ever made. If I, if I felt a quote anywhere, it would be extreme 2021. The finish sucked. Um, prediction wise, I did go Roman Reigns. Who would you have gone for in that one? Surprise. I mean, uh, yeah, I would have gone with Roman. But uh, 4-1 overall. No, for two, I was 5-1 with final there. Pole-wise range of the vote. So overall, as a pay-per-view then, if I just look at the scores that we put down, you have got 4-4. So what is your overall match of the night? Um, I, do you know what? Surprisingly, I'm going to actually say that my match of the night was... The first match was the New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ, and Omos. So the New Day with a six man. Yeah, I've got to say the main event, even though... The, and again, it's when the finish doesn't want to make you want to watch the product, you know you're not leaving the fans happy. Just kind of like, you watched it. The different two pay-per-views were AEW. Uh, you watch the end of more, and then you watch the stream always go, yeah, I'm all right for a couple. <laughs> Actually, you know, oh, I think I'll be all right for a month. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I bring it up, of course, the next time you're on will be AEW. But we're still talking about stream rules. So the match of uh, my main event, who's the MVP of the most valuable? Um, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. I think he just came across like such a beast. I, I kind of really just want him <laughs> back out there and just dominating with a, with a title around him again. Well, I think for me, the Bobby, the aggression is on point. Never lose that, Bobby. That's what I'm saying. Move Bobby to SmackDown and then just have him take the belt off Roman. Do it, do it, oh and then we'll get for, and then we'll get Brock versus Bobby instead. Do it. This Book Bobby, it right now. This Bobby versus Brock would fuck him up. That's what I'm saying, right? Oh now. I my mean... god, I would love to see that. I'd actually, ra- I'd actually rather. I would personally, without having to have you like try and trick me into coming to watch Jack Crown Jewel, <laughs> if they actually announce Bobby Lashley versus. Uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley. Sorry, versus it. Uh, Brock for it on there. 
I I would have hands down watched it. <laughs> well, you never know. They might change it up soon. Uh, where mine's got to be Bianca. Enjoy what is just a pure power. And you see it so many times with wrestlers meant to be rude. And the, the other wrestlers just giving them all the help world. But Belair doesn't pick you up and throw you. And it's just that pure athleticism. There's not a better athlete. And to come up short, but still be involved. We you know arguably best women. Good times for her. Like I said, the future is bright for me. Can't drop them. She's main VP of the night. Um, what is your overall rate out of 10 for Extreme Rule? I'm going to give it an overall a 4 out of 5. Out of 10. Oh, out of 10. Well, if it's out of 10, then I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a six point. No, I'll give it a seven because if I, I did enjoy it. Um, it I, I feel like a lot of the endings of the matches ended up taking away from, from how good the pay-per-view could have actually been. So that's why he's going to get a seven. I think that's fair, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight because like you said, I, I'm not maybe harsh ratings, but to, to get up there be quite good. An eight is pretty standard because the thing is, if you hadn't watched apps, nothing at all. Yes, you know, there was seven good matches on there. But there was, there was nothing, to, you know, not right. You know, again, slight disappointment. But we did ask everyone what they... Uh, Amish man posted a gif of Jeff Goldblum staring at a massive pile of... Sh- I don't know what he thinks there. Um, Jim said, mm-hmm. I was so good, I fell asleep three times. Jeremy said he didn't watch... So I, I love the response from the people. I mean, the you... <laughs> well, I did say to Jeremy just this Wednesday. So Jeremy, if you are listening, uh, awesome, Hi, awesome was five point six percent. Great was good was thirty eight. So overall, K, and I think you and I would really agree on that. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that is it. Don't forget, we're across all social media: Twitter at the Dubliner Podcast. I'm at the R. Jackson, do you want to tell them where you're at? Yep, I'm across Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at Jaxie Scarlet. Double O also on Facebook and Instagram, across all the Google platforms. This email at double.com. With all latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube, as do SoundCloud on your phone, and also Spotify and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode is more Jaxie. And do you know what? This WWE wasn't bad. I was expecting the worst, yeah. and actually, it was all right in the end, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, again, I think I I came in it came in one uh, looking to watch Extreme Rules with great anticipation um, of probably how bad I thought it was going to be, and it surprisingly wasn't. So yeah, well, give what... kudos to WWE this time around. <laughs> well, without a doubt. But next week, the real fun, like we said, that's your saying to AEW, including. Grants. Until then, I have been James Rowlands and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Uh, thanks for having you on. Thank you. Thanks Thank you for having me again. And let's look forward to um, hearing um, my um, lovely review about Crown Jewel, shall we? <laughs> yeah, well, about that, we we wait with bated breath. But like I said, I've been joined by Jaxie. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye. bye.